and welcome to Hack the Net, where every week we provide the internet with the life hacks they demand. I'm Matt Heron. I'm Jeff. I'm Louisa Heron. That was a real strong intro this time, real forceful. Thank you. Yeah, I felt really confident about it. I think it's because I'm so sleepy that I could that the voice in my head that's like, you're fucking it up right now, you're doing it right now, you're fucking up, is still asleep. So. Right. You got all that's of that uh, out of the way in your nightmares where you have to start the podcast, but you don't know what the podcast is. Yeah, and then the I hear- The podcaster's nightmare. I hear, <laughs> I hear children singing the theme song to our podcast, and then Freddy Krueger is there. <laughs> yeah. And he's like- Oh, fuck, I was gonna come up with a pun, and I can't. I got nothing. <laughs> Shit. That's because there's no pun that makes oh, podcasting man. sound lamer than it already is. <laughs> then Freddy Krueger would, to you, Louisa, say, I'm gonna cut out that dead air. Yeah, that's pretty good. Because that's not he's, bad, yeah. He's good at it. Yeah, he's yeah. had lots of practice, that's the thing. <laughs> you, try to, um, you try to quip him, but it's still the second act of the movie, so you haven't reached that part of your arc. <laughs> Did you... Did you see the latest season of Stranger Things that had Robert Englund guest star in it? No. Oh, it's so good. I love when Robert Englund, who is the actor who plays Freddy Krueger, for anyone who didn't understand that transition, uh, is in a thing as a non-monster man, because you're always watching him like, <laughs> he's gonna become a monster man any second. He always does! He's always a monster man. I feel bad for him, because he always has to be Freddy, in, even in other roles. Like, I remember he guest starred on a special Halloween episode of Bones. Oh, yeah. Which was like- and He played the it was Bones. Like, <laughs> it was like a cheeky, uh, things are Halloween-like, but not really, and then there's, you know, another mystery instead. And at this school, he's the groundskeeper, like he is in fucking Freddy Krueger movies, and there are yes. winks to it the entire time, and then of course he's not the guy who did it. But, uh, he has to play Freddy every time! Yeah, mm-hmm. that's fine though, isn't it? I mean, it seems like he's chill with it, so whatever. I guess, I guess so. What, is he going to complain after he made that deal with the devil? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you guys see Wes Craven's new nightmare where yes. Robert Anglin gets killed by Freddy Krueger? Because that's fucking awesome. <laughs> and then so does Wes Craven while he's writing the screenplay for the uh, movie no. that we're currently watching. <laughs> yeah, oh, so good. God, that's a great movie. The only <laughs> two I've seen are the first one and that one. <laughs> I think I may have seen all of them, but they all blend together so much because the plot is the same in all of them. Mm. It's not like the Halloween movies where, like, it it takes some pretty wild turns in the later movies where it's like, this is actually Michael Myers' daughter, like, Excuse me? Yeah, <laughs> that they, can't be right. They start to introduce magic in, like, the fourth movie in two different continuities. <laughs> I remember seeing something in a recent like ad or interview for a recent Halloween movie where they were going to try to fold in the crazy haunted masks plotline from Halloween two back into the mythos. Do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, uh, Halloween three? Is it three? It might be three. I don't. That was know. the, one the made, season of the witch. Yeah, made in a totally different way uh, by different people and had a totally different kind of plot. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and like, there's like a 30 second thing where they're like, "Oh yeah, the insane asylum where they made these haunted masks mm-hmm. is also where Michael Myers was conceived, or whatever." But anyway, <laughs> like, they, I don't think Michael Myers is in the movie at all. He's it's not, just. No. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's just Weird. these haunted Halloween masks that make people go insane and become murderers. That's pretty good. Which, which I guess is like, if you wanted to believe that the 
the Captain Kirk mask is the real killer in Halloween, then I guess that that could make sense. Oh yeah, he's just an innocent uh, giant, and this mask <laughs> an is an immortal you kill. giant that was just living <laughs> his life, having fun. Mm-hmm. And then the mask is the real bad guy. I mean, just like in the mask. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say that's basically the plot of the mask. Yeah, Loki, uh, that trickster. You don't realize that Jim Carrey is immortal in that movie when before he becomes the mask. Yeah, it's uh, PG, so. They can't show him getting all messed up with <laughs> knives and stuff. He's getting in a lot of knife PG? fights. Mm-hmm. Is that movie PG? Probably. It's definitely not R. <sighs> it's PG-13, weird. Maybe? Be- it definitely shouldn't be allowed to be seen by children. Yeah. Which is weird because it seems so for children, but yeah. everything about it is like modeling bad behavior. Oh, uh, no, The Mask was PG 13. There's two Jeffs in the chat. A second Jeff yeah. has entered. Yeah, I, I, I dropped out. I accidentally second. clicked the X on the chat okay. for the call because I'm <laughs> stupid. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Um, I feel like there are some types of movies that are like brain poison that you need to give to kids. <laughs> Hear me out. <laughs> yeah, we hear you, you, you loud po- and clear that you want to give kids when- regular poison to kids. <laughs> Well, this is like that. When they're old enough, like 12 or 13, you need to start showing them things that, where they're like, oh, this is kind of gross, in uh, a horror way or a sexuality way or drugs or whatever. Something that makes them think, oh, I don't know about this, but just a little bit. So they're not fully traumatized, but they start to learn, oh, wait, sometimes movies can really fuck you up. I do think that there are there is a certain segment of our population who never learned that some things are abhorrent, okay, <laughs> who maybe fair. needed to be afraid of. Like you're saying, like if you show them a movie at the right age where you could be like, "Isn't it disgusting how he treats women?" Mm-hmm. Then you can learn, like, mm, okay, I shouldn't become like this as I get older. I shouldn't be Freddy Krueger and make a quip and then stab somebody in the stomach. Here's the thing: when people tried to do it by making all of those 80s slasher movies obvious metaphors for uh, culture of misogyny, where the only person who knows what's going on is a woman, and everyone's like, no, you're just imagining it. Uh, it didn't work. Like, Freddy's cool. You want to be like Freddy and quip and be kind of a dick. <laughs> well, they undercut their message a little bit by always being like, well, we'll definitely see her in the shower, of course. Yeah, and then, of course, pretty much entirely the genre was uh, made and pushed forward by men. So I don't think it was successful in its The other thing is, because I do think that it kind of works for Jamie Lee Curtis's character in Halloween, Mm -hmm. where you, after, I mean, partially it's because Michael Myers doesn't really have a personality, so the only person to glom onto is Jamie Lee Curtis. Mm -hmm. But the other thing is, most of those horror franchises... The only recurring character is the killer. So, of course, that's who you're going to be like, yeah. I want to hear more about this guy. Yeah. I don't give a shit about these teens. Yeah. They made uh, the Joker. They didn't make a the Batman. Think about it. Yeah, yeah exactly. that's true. Wait, they did. <laughs> no, shut up, Jeff. <laughs> In fact, the other one was Joker, not the Joker. Shut up. No, but what Louise is saying is that unlike Batman, who's been played by a ton of different actors, the Joker has always been played by the same actor in every film. Yeah, Robert Englund. Burgess Meredith. Wait, what? <laughs> oh. oh, Robert Englund would be a good Joker if they had oh, cast him 35 years ago and kept up with it. Could they... Could they do a movie now where Batman is young and cool, like a Robert Pattinson, but all of the villains are old people? 
Yeah, like I does the Joker. If they if they ever try to do uh, Batman where Joaquin Phoenix is the Joker, he's like fifty five or something. That's true. I do think that it would be cool if they added a narrative to. Well, I'm about to say I was about to say it would be cool if they added ageism to Batman, but now that I'm hearing this, <laughs> no, that would it, rule. It doesn't sound good actually. That well, does. That of, sounds great. It's kind of tailor made for it because Batman's a guy who runs around on rooftops and punches people. But if you go back to the old comics and the original TV show, his. Enemies are people who like to just sit around in their lairs and make arch comments and send out henchmen. Like, they could be an old person, no problem. Yeah, Yeah, I guess Batman is really an inverted world narrative where the people who want to do good stuff are the ones that are out there making it happen, and the people who want to do bad stuff are like, we'll just maintain the status quo. (laughs) I'm just going to inhabit this abandoned ice cream factory. Yeah, Yeah, uh... Imagine if you lived in Gotham and yeah. you just stumbled across some, like, abandoned real estate and you're like, well, I guess I have to become a villain themed after cement now. Yeah, I <laughs> That's wonder. That's the dream. I love those factories. Oh, man. They're always so cool. They're the best part of all those movies. I was just looking at a, I was just looking at a house the other day. And it was a very nice house, but the <laughs> this is going to sound like I'm joking, but I swear I'm not. The backyard backed up to an old abandoned rug factory. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good. And I was like, well, that seems like it's probably not something you want to have right next to your house. And then the guy was like, oh, well, they're going to knock it down sometime soon. They've been talking about knocking it down. And everyone says living next to an abandoned factory, when they knock it down, all the rats and stuff come and live in your basement. So yeah. that sucks. Yeah. But more importantly, like, it ha- they haven't knocked it down yet. And like, it's probably going to be there for a while. Is this a thing where I would go take it over and become a rug themed super? Yes. The carpet sampler. <laughs> Is, could this be your name? Could you have a, a little uh, pack of swatches in your pocket and just slap that man across the face with it? The problem is it sounds like what that what you as a villain do is sample carpets, and I don't know what that means, but it doesn't sound mm. threatening. Your calling card when you go rob a rich person is you cut a little square out of their carpet also and keep it as a souvenir. Hmm. That's like, that's a level of boring that is like what real <laughs> serial killers do instead of what comic book villains that's do. That's true. <laughs> you, you steal their entire carpet and nobody knows how you did it. Boring would be so good as a general theme of villainy. Like, all of, like, uh, oh, this you is- mean like Elon Musk? This is- Hey! He's, try, he's trying he so that- desperately not to be boring, though. That yes, it, he is. It turns yeah, him into his that- own spectacle. He has that company, the Boring Company. Oh, I get it. Yeah, no, yeah. that sucks. Uh, <laughs> yeah, everything no, about him sucks, so I don't know any of his facts about him. Yeah, but, uh, oh, it was a very good joke if you- It was a good joke. Thing. But that that would be a great theme if you moved into an abandoned mine and you became the prospector. Mm. Or, or the Captain borer. Yeah. Is that anything? Yes. Yeah, you Captain tunnel in Boring. under the bank and you steal all their money and their carpet and no one knows how you did it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I do agree that banks should not have carpets. Is that is this the origin story for my villain? Yes, because that's a strange belief for you to hold, but you hold you it got- so sincerely <laughs> that it becomes your... Motivation. It just feels weird. It feels like you're in your aunt's living room if you got carpeting <laughs> on the b- the bank floor. Yeah. You got a thread of your favorite pants got caught on the carpet nail in the corner of the bank, and it pulled <laughs> your pants into a string and embarrassed you, and now you have to kill all bank carpets about it. <laughs> 
And what the unspoken subtext is that you now have a secret thing about you can only uh, get excited if your pants are pulled down by a carbon nail. <laughs> oh God! Yeah, that's only <laughs> that's only in that's the HBO Max original <laughs> series, not in the comics. Yeah, this is like Luis is trying to invent that edgy <laughs> reimagining of the character before yeah. we even imagine the character. This is somebody who's in that uh, HBO Spawn series from the nineties. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Oh, the cartoon one. Yeah. I was trying to think, because there was a live-action movie that was very bad. Yeah, there was John Leguizamo as a clown man, right? Yeah, yeah. he plays the Violator, which is mm. like if the Joker was a sick and twisted clown. Yeah. Is it that that movie poisoned the well, or, like, why hasn't someone made a Spawn movie now that's good? I think they're trying to do one? a cartoon again. A cartoon is not going to get it done, I don't think. But he has to like, do so much weird, like, he's not a regular person. He has to do contortions and uh, shape changes all the time, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, he's, he's a real Spider-Man Venom type of guy. Yeah, yeah but, like, they've made <laughs> movies of those guys, and it's They're fine. expensive. I mean, I think Spawn's gonna be bad, is what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I just think whenever you make it a cartoon, the the whole thing about Spawn was always, like, Man, can you imagine how fucked up this stuff he's doing is in a cartoon? Mm-hmm. And like, I just don't think anyone gives a shit about that anymore. Like, just make it a live action movie. I, it could be good. I mean, I guess it has that stink of the nineties about it. Of like, can you imagine how cool it is that this guy's from hell? Yeah. I, um, I think that there's also a lot of very cynical things about spawn and all those other indie 90s comics because all of those guys started at marvel and were like "Mm, i don't know what if i did uh like the guy who created spawn also wrote a long arc with venom in it on spider-man and is this todd mcfarland i'm trying to remember my things yeah uh and so you know spawn is gonna be right on the shelf one slot in front of spider-man yeah oh yeah okay i guess that makes sense um, yeah, it's not Todd telling Mc- its own story, it's reactionary to Marvel stuff. Yeah, that is, that's kind of the, the thing about it, is it's it's just like, you know, it's kind of a mishmash of other things, but using an original character that just mm. has all of the best features of symbiote Spider-Man and Batman, and then you just do a palette swap on what the Joker is called. <laughs> But this time he fucks. Yeah, he's like a fat sicko. In addition to he's a he's a real juggalo version of the Joker. It sucks. He's, it he's sucks kind of so like, bad. He's kind of like if Slimer and the Joker <laughs> exactly. were the same person. I, I mean, I'm thinking that his shirt is like stained with mystery, either barf or sweat or both. Does that yeah. sound right? I mean, he's supposed to be a demon, right? And like, I do think it's hard to make a movie where demons are scary without also being very cool. <laughs> and I gotta give him props that John Leguizamo was not cool at all <laughs> in that very scary role. Uh, has John Leguizamo ever been cool in a role? Is that what we like about him, that he's cool? Mm, Luigi. <laughs> he, he was supposed to be the cooler of those brothers. That movie he thought he was cool. the coolest character in that movie. He you was, cannot tell me otherwise. He was absolutely not even the coolest of the two Mario brothers. <laughs> but the movie thought he was, though, is the thing. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, he was cool as Toulouse the track game. <laughs> Moulin Rouge. <laughs> <clears throat> I think that part of the charm of John Leguizamo is that he's never tried to be cool. 
It's- he is willing to be annoying. He specifically made a movie about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why the hell did they cast him as this fat clown man in Spawn? Because <laughs> I mean, it was the 90s, and he was uh, a hot property, and he said, yeah, I'll do it. It looks like a leftover costume from uh, Batman Returns for the Penguin. <laughs> like, they yeah. just cobbled it together. <laughs> Cobblepot. Cobblepot. Yeah! Oh, I didn't even think of that. <laughs> yep. Who's the real clown? Me, for not noticing that joke. <laughs> yep, it's true. You've been the clown all along, Jeff. But Jeff, yeah. what did you do this week? Boom. Ugh. Uh, I finished, uh, Tunic, mostly. I have to go back and get the secrets, but I got, like, the true ending. Nice. From um, everything I've heard from everyone about this game, it sounds like it's only secrets. <laughs> so when you say I have to go back and get the secrets, it makes me think you did not play this game. Uh, no, I, I got the final actual ending, but then there's additionally, uh, that don't count, t- there's there's 12 secret treasures that don't count towards uh, the plot at all. <laughs> are but. they like to, like, do they make your game better in any way, or are they just like bling? They're just trinkets. Uh, you can think of like the the collectibles in, mm, I can't think of a, an example. <laughs> Great. I'm thinking, <sighs> so it's not like a Final Fantasy game where you can like get the secret super weapons at the end of the game that make it so that you can kill the boss in one hit or whatever? No, you can upgrade your stats the rest of the way. I'm looking for those items, too. But then the secret treasures, I think, are just there to be like, look, you solved these 12, uh, these riddles 12. (laughs) Have you looked up any of the solutions for puzzles in the game? No, um, though I'm tempted to see. I just want to know if the manual, if translating the manual myself is... A possible task with the information given in the game. Mm. Uh, but I I got the full in-game manual, and then I didn't... I don't know, there's like a couple other characters that I want to seek out, figure out what they're supposed to do, because they don't seem to do anything. And mm. uh, I don't know, I might, I might just look up and see, like, is there something after the secret treasures? Not what it is. Did you... That's you a dangerous have... game. You cannot look stuff up about video games and try to find out a specific thing without finding out all sorts of other stuff. Yeah, that's true. Um, did you have to, like, keep notes and stuff while you were playing it? That's what I've heard from people, is that it's impossible to solve without having, like, a whole notebook full of notes. Um, there is a mechanic in the game that the game doesn't tell you about that's a little obtuse, that you eventually learn about, um, you could learn about independently, but you are eventually more explicitly told about this mechanic and how it works, uh, mm-hmm. and fully realizing the, uh, use of that mechanic required a notebook for me, but nothing else did. Mm-hmm. That was an extremely complicated explanation that I'm not sure I followed, but it does sound good. Yeah, it's like, <clears throat> there are clues to decode that you probably can't keep it all in your head straight unless you're a brilliant uh, memory guy. <laughs> a real Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, so I, I enjoyed it. If you are looking for a Zelda-esque thing, maybe mm, it's the one for you. But it's, it. Yeah, it's not on... Uh, it's currently only on PC and Xbox. Timed exclusivity supposedly goes for maybe... Uh, 
16 to 18 months tops, but yeah. uh, they have not announced anything, so we don't know for sure. I hate it. I bounced off it when I first tried it because it was like the art style didn't grab me, but maybe I should give it another shot. The simple art style <laughs> plays into it a little bit. Uh, <laughs> the game does have some of those annoying, like, original Zelda-type secrets where you just have to kind of, like, walk and bump into stuff and see, yeah, like, oh, is... Stroke the walls, as yeah, they say. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> like, that's a place that I can't fully see all of because of the perspective of the camera, so I should see if I can walk behind it and there's, like, a button prompt or a path. I kind of like that. Isometric games fucking love that shit. Yeah. Uh, but that... There, a lot of the more obscure ones and anything that you need to uh, proceed is clued for you in the in-game manual that you collect as part of the plot mm -hmm. and just also to read. I don't know. Okay. Don't you find that those hidden things, because of the camera perspective, kind of takes you out of the fiction of the game? Because <laughs> it's like your character should be able to see it. You yeah, but I mean? he just chose not to go that way. <laughs> yeah, like... If you're looking for something and you can't find it, and you need it to survive, shouldn't the character be like, hey, it's over there? I don't know. It just I seems mean, like he would give a shit. One thing that the character should not be able to do is uh, find pages from the real-world manual from the video game that he's in, and then give them to you, the player. So, yeah. Uh, and then you, the player, fair. kill Wes Craven before he's done writing the game. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Now you're just describing Stanley Parable. <laughs> Wes Craven's tunic, a.k.a. the Stanley Parable. <laughs> Pretty good. I never played that new Stanley Parable, but maybe I should. Oh yeah, the, the one that pretended it wasn't a sequel, but basically is. Yeah, I remember playing the original Stanley Parable thinking that it was a bit um, on the smug side, and apparently this one is is taking it down a peg, mm. like... The, the creator recognizing that they were overly smug the first time, so I might like it. Uh, I think it's on Game Pass for PC. I'm not sure, though. Oh. There's a lot of good shit on Game Pass for PC. Is Tunic still on there? Yeah, that's where I've been playing Sweet. Tunic. Uh, yeah, I, as part of the timed exclusivity, it was a day one Game Pass game. Nice. I need to do the thing where you get Game Pass to work on your Steam Deck. That's, what I, that's a project I've been work, trying to find time for. Mm, uh, I've heard that's uh, useful. Yeah, I wonder how. Yeah, I don't know. You basically have to log into the like um, cloud gaming interface and then create a shortcut for, to that browser window in your Steam menu. Because you can boot the thing into just a Linux desktop. Yeah. It doesn't sound hard, it's just something that's going to take me a little while. And like, I'm always so afraid when I get a cool new gizmo of doing something and fucking it up, and then it doesn't work quite right, and then I just have to live with that for the rest of my life. Yeah, I hate that too. I wonder if... Well, I guess you have a gaming PC, so you could... You know, I'm thinking, like, the Steam... Can the Steam Deck deck get the ability to install the Game Pass games, or just stream? I don't know if there's a way to create a, the the hard part there. I think would be I'm sure you could download it. Well, I don't know. I, you might have to install Windows for it. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't know if it works on Linux, but yeah. I think it, even if you could install it, then you'd have to find a way to allow Steam the Steam interface to access it. 
directly without like having to reboot into the desktop every time. Mm. I, I don't know how hard that would be. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, anyway. anyway, the main thing I did this week was finish that. I also read a couple comics. Uh, one was about, uh, sort of tying the historical Vlad the Impaler to Bram Stoker's Dracula. Uh, oh, don't do that. Dracula will eat him. Yeah. Oh, it's a new buddy comedy, though. <laughs> <laughs> Vlad and Drac. Yeah. Uh, like, making the, um, mythologies of the two figures, uh, more consistent. Was um, it, co- was it about Morbius in any way? That's the only mm, no, weird summer did, of did say it's Morbin time in it though. <laughs> nice. And that's Wait, obviously he, he... a thing that is true and not a very clear <laughs> joke that you shouldn't believe is real. You have to tell me which he, because if it's Vlad, I'm much more interested. Uh both of them. They said at the same time and then oh, said nice. Jinx. And then oh, they okay. realized they couldn't destroy each other because they both said it's Morbin time. They yep. put their rings together and said it's Morbin time, and then one could change into any kind of bat, and the other one could change into a blood creature. <laughs> whoa, whoa. Hold on, that's actually really cool. <laughs> it's just the Wonder Twins power. Yeah, but with bats and blood, that rules. <laughs> You're getting into that real Todd McFarlane mindset. <laughs> yeah. It's the, uh, the sick and twisted Wonder Twins, the Wonder every, Perverts. Every time I say Todd McFarlane, I almost say Seth McFarlane, which yeah. is a very different thing. Yeah, same thing. <laughs> they both make uh, they insufferable both cartoons for adults. In the nineties, yeah, <laughs> continuing to today. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say I, I saw not that long ago someone talking about watching Family Guy, and I was like, mm-hmm. you can't still be doing that, can you? If, people if, must be. People still watch Family so. Guy? I thought we had all realized that that was like an awkward phase that <laughs> our culture went through. Family Guy is the like, the target benefiting from the witchcraft of, uh, like Futurama has to keep getting cancelled so Family Guy can continue because they both started the same year on the same network. Uh, I hate it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, they both ended up pretty bad. Yeah, uh, but Family Guy gets to continue with that en- energy it's getting from all the cancellations of Futurama. <laughs> Are they still making Family Guy? Yes, it's still on. That can't be true. Yeah. They're making new episodes? Of course, yes. That's insane. Yeah, it's been on for 23 years. <laughs> oh, God. Yep. It's really weird how it got all those unfavorable comparisons to The Simpsons when it started. It's only ten years younger than The Simpsons. That seems like nothing now. Um, but The Simpsons was good during those ten years. Yeah. Those were the ten years where The Simpsons was good before they yeah, started I guess. trying to be more like Family Guy. <laughs> I remember watching Family Guy when it premiered and being like, well, this isn't very good. And then more and more people started talking about how great it was, and I'm like, no, let's not, though. <laughs> no, don't do this. This I doesn't have to happen. People, I remember people saying things like, oh, you like The Simpsons? You should try Family Guy. Yeah. And it doesn't make sense no matter how you slice it. Yeah, it's... Unless you've not watched either The Simpsons or Family Guy, in which case, why are you recommending it? I think if you're incredibly dumb and you're just, like, a cartoon family that makes references, yeah, these are the same. Uh, I, um, I enjoyed it a lot because I was a kid, and then it got cancelled the second time, and when it came back from that cancellation, still a kid, I watched it and was like, 
oh, this is bad now. And I think retroactively, <laughs> the previous stuff I liked also sucks now. Uh, yeah. It, like, instantly backwards ripple of like, wow, it got worse overall after. Yeah. I had that with South Park, where I thought it was kind of funny at the beginning. And then after a while, I was like, oh, wait, it's not. And it was never funny. Oh, well, no, no. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I, dropped, I dropped my coffee mug. <laughs> It's, yeah. You keep remembering different scenes from South Park and then cutting to your face not laughing. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh no! <laughs> just nodding approvingly as you're watching it, silent, no laughter, just like, mm, yes, I agree with this towel. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, I do, I like, think... I do like Tally. <laughs> you want to get high? That's still funny. <laughs> <laughs> I do... I don't think I watched any South Park until many years after it was on, and then I never got it. Yeah. But I I think that by then, culture wasn't expecting me to get it anymore, so I didn't feel pressured to do so. Yeah, it was one of those things, there's a lot of things like this when you're a kid, or a young adult, when you're, you do something, or enjoy something, well, experience something, and you're like, this isn't really very good, but everyone else loves it, and... I'm having a fun time around it because everyone else yeah. loves it, so I guess I like it, and then later you're like, no, I never liked it, actually. There's there's a weird thing in the human brain where you can enjoy like experiencing something even if you don't like it yes. because you feel like you're a part of the conversation now. Yes. Yeah. Even if you never talk to anyone about it, you're like, mm, every time anyone mentions you know, the latest season of Stranger Things. Now I'm a little bit a part of that conversation. Yeah. That's yeah. part of why I was so stoked to go see Cats in December of 2019 as soon as it came out. Because <laughs> I... I wanted, to, I didn't get to talk about it with anybody for a while because nobody else I knew saw it. But every time I saw someone talk about it online, I was like, yeah, I saw that movie. It does suck ass. <laughs> See, I feel like that's a little different to me because I saw it when it came to HBO and I did enjoy it. It was terrible. I enjoyed the experience of watching it, though. I'm mm. surprised because I expected everyone I know to react like that, that you mm. would enjoy the experience of watching it, largely because it's a bunch of extremely talented people making all the wrong choices. Mm -hmm. But I feel like the sheer horror of having to watch a movie that looks and sounds bad and has bad songs in it, uh, <laughs> overwhelms that enjoyment for most people. I don't know, I guess. I still haven't seen it, and I feel like I've now gotten to the phase of life where no one is going to be talking about it anymore, and maybe that means I never have to see it. Yeah, you, you never had to see it in the first place. Coward. Mm, that's true. <laughs> <You'll>, <laughs> that, that's also true. I am a coward, yes. <laughs> You'll never get to see Sir Ian McKellen licking the back of its hands and quietly meowing. <laughs> I, do, <sighs> I do wonder how long we are going to continue being like, no, these people are very talented and smart. Yes, they do all exclusively terrible things now, but somehow we agree that these people, like, Judy Dench is actually a smart, good actress. She's not been in anything that's good in the last 20 years, but she is good somehow. I liked when she was James Bond's mom. Mm, I guess. That's not really an acting role. That's like a, a stoicism role. Yeah, you're a, you're a prop to deliver uh, yeah. key information about the plot of the movie at the beginning and end. Yeah. Uh, which, is why, very... which is why they replaced her with Rafe Fiennes. 
Mm, that makes sense. <laughs> he is the he is our leading plot device. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They made up that plot device in those Harry Potter movies. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> yep. I'm surprised that the Harry Potter movies didn't get more hate to Oh. Oh yeah, I mean that too. Well we didn't know that we should hate JK Rowling yet, so we could only yeah. hate them on the merits of the story, which is bad. Um I, I'm surprised they didn't make the movies more focused on making Voldemort scary because mm-hmm. he looks kind of goofy in a vacuum yeah (laughs) and you don't see enough of him to get like i actually feel like the what is it fantastic beasts and where to find them Mm -hmm. um when they were building up uh uh grindelwald as being scary did a better job of making him a scary character i keep thinking speaking of watching movies you know you're not gonna enjoy i keep thinking maybe i should just fucking watch those movies why not the fantastic beast because i never have i could just watch a blockbuster sure i only watched the first one and i thought it was like i mean it's bad but you know that yes but it's fine it's okay Mm -hmm. Um, sometimes that's all you need anyway uh what did you do matt this week because we were still talking about mine god damn it (laughs) (laughs) yeah this is a very rambly episode already um I'll go quick. I did, uh, I've talked about it before on this show that I watch a, um, British produced documentary series that was made 10 years ago, um, but was recently purchased by a YouTube channel called Absolute History. And now I can watch all of those weird old, uh, uh, documentary series is about different periods in British history. And the one that I was, have been watching recently is called Edwardian Farm. Um, where it's a bunch of people trying to keep a farm up and running, uh, in, with only Edwardian technology, and they're all historians and archaeologists and stuff. Um, but on that show, they had an episode where they talked about, uh, the tourist culture that the countryside had in England during the Edwardian period, because cars were sort of becoming a thing, and steamboats, and so people would, uh, regularly go for holidays out into the countryside which was a brand new thing and on that episode they had a bunch of uh like (laughs) actors dressed as edwardians come out to the farm (laughs) for a holiday which was very fun Hmm. um and they made all kinds of treats and one of the things they made was clotted cream made at home and um louisa and i i don't know jeff have have you ever had clotted cream i may have uh at Maybe a dinner party of yours, but I would not have recognized it as such because, uh, as in in my memory, I don't know what it is. Yeah, so Louisa and I kind of grew up with it a little bit. Our mom really likes clotted cream. It's like mm. a, it's sort of like hmm. the it's consistency of cream cheese. I was um, going to say it's more like a really thick frosting, but it certainly can be like cream cheese. Yes. Yeah, and it's it doesn't taste sweet. It's sort of like, hmm, it's very hard to describe what the flavor is. It's like super it's, concentrated it's, cream is what it is. Yeah, basically. it's just like the creamiest cream yeah. with nothing other than that flavor of cream. Yeah, which is very nice and very good with jam, of course. Yeah, it tastes not great by itself. I mean, it tastes fine, but it's sort of like licking a stick of butter where it doesn't, it just tastes fatty. Yeah. Um, but when you pair it with something very sweet, like jam, uh, it it's great. And so they made it on the show, and I was like, if these dipshits with Edwardian <laughs> technology can make it, I can certainly make it with my modern technology. 
Uh, so I tried it out, and it's really not that hard to do. Nice. It's shocking because uh, import jars of... I mean, no one makes clotted cream in America, obviously. And jars of clotted cream cost like 8 or $9 for a small jar because yeah. it has to be imported. Um, whereas the only thing you need to make it at home is a jug of cream, which cost me a dollar. <laughs> And then I put it in the oven for 12 hours and it became clouded cream and it's great. It's, I got a huge batch of it and I've been using it and it's really good. Nice. Cool. I, because Matt made this, I also looked into it and I was like, could I make this in my instant pot? I wonder, because I've read about the actual historical process before and I know that it involves keeping cream in trays that are like below boiling, but very warm for a very long time. I'm like, well, the instant pot could do that. Yep. And yes, it turns out you put cream in there, you press the yogurt button, and then you let it sit for 10 hours and it makes clotted cream on its own, which is pretty great. Yeah, that's pretty good. Um, is it going to accidentally be yogurt is the question. <laughs> uh, I did accidentally spill several containers of yogurt in there, so possibly. No, it's not. Uh, uh, the thing is, they want you to use non-ultra-pasteurized cream, which I can't find anywhere. So I just went ahead and used ultra-pasteurized, and I think it came out okay. If you if it didn't, you can find non-ultra pasteurized at Whole Foods. I was gonna say Whole Foods, maybe Trader Joe's could help me out with this, but yes, yeah, pretty good. Uh, so this I'm caught on the Edwardian Farm show. Okay, uh-huh. I love this. Is this Let's a all about it? Is this a genre of show where people have to take care of a farm in different uh, non-ideal settings? Yes. So the three people who are sort of the stars of the show are historians who work for the BBC, and they've made a number of series of taking care of a farm or doing things in different historical periods in England. Huh, that's cool. It is cool. How far um, back do they go? Do you know? Are they into medieval stuff? I don't think so. I know that they've done a Victorian one. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if they've done an Elizabethan one. Okay. Uh, when are they going to do one that is co-branded with Harvest Moon, Story of Seasons, or Stardew Valley? <laughs> I mean, that's basically what the Edwardian farm is. Exactly. <laughs> then it's a perfect opportunity to make the first video game adaptation TV show that's a reality show. That would be fun. That's true. That's a good idea, actually. I'm surprised someone hasn't done that already. Actually, that could be a good series of shows <laughs> reality shows that are just you in real life with your real body doing video game things <laughs> i think there's so to... much jumping in video games that i couldn't take it <laughs> i mean that's just what american ninja warrior is louisa <laughs> I, I couldn't take it it's gonna well, not you <laughs> yeah Ugh. american ninja warrior is the closest we're legally allowed to get to doing super meat boy in real life <laughs> <laughs> i guess that's true uh i I think that the only reason they haven't done it yet is because it takes so long to breed uh, square trees that you can punch apart with your bare hands. <laughs> Could you make a reality show that is a Minecraft island and everything is just made of cardboard and you could, like... It, I guess it, now I'm just creating a, like a Nintendo game show from the 90s. Escape from Minecraft Island sounds like a, <laughs> a 30 Rock joke. It's like a... a pilot they didn't pick up (laughs) yeah i saw recently i don't know if it was a joke or not but i'm pretty sure that someone was developing 
a real life version of basically the joke of Milf Island from <laughs> Thirty Rock. Oh yeah, yeah. There, I've seen people talk about it several, and I don't remember the exact premises, but I'm like, these are just like joke like Milf Island all over again. Yeah, there is an HBO one that I think launched with HBO Max that is uh, euphemistically in the marketing called F Boy yeah. Island. Yeah. Um. And the oh for fuck. Yeah. Okay, got it. And that. The phrase uncensored, unlike they've done, absolutely would have been a joke on 30 Rock equivalent if it were on, like, a cable channel. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I remember seeing ads for that and thinking to myself, I bet F-Boy means something. Like, is a, is a slang term I'm just not familiar with, and I'm not gonna look into it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it just means, you know, uh, uh, it's the equivalent to E-Girl, I guess. Just like a a young slutty dude. <laughs> Is E girl electronic girl? What's the E? I guess I don't know. What? You don't know what it is? Uh, I mean, I know what it is. E girl because she's not real. No, no, she's a a virtual pop star. She's one of those fake E girls. <laughs> yeah, she's one of those fake E girls. Oh, exactly okay. right, oh you're an E girl. Well, then recite pi to three thousand digits. I think the. Imagine if uh, someone tried to turn their online persona into being Hakumitsune in real life. That genre of influencer is e-girls, I think. Always oh, wearing a wig! That's what I know about e-girls. Yeah. I, I was trying really hard to figure out how to make a being John Malkovich joke about being Hatsune Miku, Miku but that didn't happen. God, that VR game would be the most perverted thing of all time. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it would. They'd have to oh, make God, a federal like, law to outlaw it. I guess that, okay, I'm just gonna ask, and everyone's gonna say yes, and then we can move on, okay. but it just literally just occurred to me for the first time right now, are there, like, porno games in VR? <laughs> you don't see the recommended <laughs> on Steam now that they've removed all content regulation? No! That's so weird! Are you the girl or the g- Okay, we can't. There's, can't. like, fully customizable adult VR applications for sale on the Steam storefront, unless you specifically go and disable adult content. How would you not just laugh constantly if you look down at your weird cartoon wiener? <laughs> Some people like laughing and don't compartmentalize it like normal uh, ashamed people. <laughs> it's just so like odd. 30 Rock was ahead of us here, too, because uh, something that Tracy Jordan in the show does to become successful again is mm. he invents a virtual reality, I think it's virtual reality, video game, sex game, that's actually a good video game and <laughs> sexy, and he's the first one to ever do it. <laughs> I forgot about I mean, that I don't plot. think anyone has even yeah, done that I know. in real life. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> We're still not there. Yeah, even 15 years ago. Every- remember when everyone was like, so bonered up about Mass Effect having sexual content, and it's like, it's like the intro, like the opening theme song to Oz <laughs> level of sexy. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like a dumb. bunch of blurred black, like fading to black scenes of people kissing, and then it's like, ooh, and then they had sex. Yeah, what the fuck? It was less explicit than the average random episode of NYPD Blue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's only about as explicit as The Sims. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah. Uh, as we know this week, there's a very oh. glitch. Topical. Yeah, Jeff knows about this. Yeah. Yep. 
the thing I was going to say is that the Mass Effect characters crawl under a blanket and it just makes ooh-ah heart sounds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, anyway, they glitched the, the analysis suite that they know about and they are trying to fix is Sims can now become attracted to their own family members. And if you have a baby, it might get super old and die within a matter of minutes. <laughs> and you can't do anything about it. <laughs> the thing that I found out about this that later that I, that wasn't in part of, wasn't part of the original story I saw was that this glitch was introduced with the Sims high school expansion. Oh no. <laughs> which makes it even better or worse, depending on how you look at it. Yeah. Uh, and it comes shortly after the, uh, huge sexuality update, uh, where now you can, instead of having your Sims be, uh, horny for anyone they see who brings them a nice gourd, uh, yeah. you can specify which genders or any, if any, that you would prefer they be horny for. I just wish that there was a way, maybe there is now, I haven't played The Sims in like a year, but I wish there was a way, like a toggle switch somewhere where you could say, no, my Sim isn't into swinging. <laughs> no, I think that that is now part of it. I think you could specify if they're monogamous or not. Okay, because... Yeah. I've made so many games where I'm just like, what if I just, you know, made it with me and my wife or like, you know, and I just want to have a, a house full of people that are friends and they don't want to fuck each other. <laughs> then, yeah. you, then you invite over. Maybe that. you shouldn't have moved to MILF Island. This is the problem. <laughs> you forgot you downloaded the MILF Island mod and yeah. you, you downloaded some character created Joker it's and Batman. It's not even a scenes. mod. It's an official expansion that MILF Island. <laughs> oh yeah, it's a tie-in with TV but show. Matt, it does have verisimilitude in that if you lived in the house with all your friends and a vampire moved into the neighborhood and was like, hey, I want to hang out with you guys, everyone you know would be like, yes, I want to fuck this vampire. Yeah, but everyone would want to and then one person would end up doing it. You wouldn't have a thing where it's like, hey, this vampire is in my house waiting to fuck my roommate. I guess I want to fuck him now while he's waiting. How do you know? You say How that? do you know Yeah, you happen. say that. <laughs> Just every uh, October, people avert eye contact for a couple weeks, and then the vampire goes away. <laughs> it's the vampire oh, that comes God. to suck everyone's dick once a year for Halloween. It's like a reverse Santa Claus. Uh, I want to suck your dick, etc. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I do like in if you have the Sims expansions now, the fact that you can hold a dinner party and then fucking like Harry Potter and a plant man will show up. Yes! I love it! Uh, I just wish they didn't want to fuck each other at my dinner party. <laughs> okay, you have to actually, in character creation, hit a toggle whether your Sims are cool or not. <laughs> I want my Sims to be as cool as I am. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, you can check whether your sim is a narc. Yeah, absolutely. I want that narc personality trait on at all times. <laughs> anyway, Louisa, what did you do this week? Uh, this week I got back into an older video game, which I had just sort of dropped off of. I don't remember why now. Maybe a new game came out, but this is Dragon Quest Builders 2. Oh, yeah. I haven't played since 2019. Mm -hmm. And I, I just recently I've been thinking about, like, I want to play, like... Roller Coaster Tycoon or something again. I want to build stuff, but I don't really want to play that game particularly. And I was like, I need to get back into Dragon Quest Builders, which is a mm. Minecraft knockoff, if Minecraft mm. was cute. Yeah. 
and it's great. I'm loving it again. Oh, good. I do, I do think it benefits a lot from being third person. I like Minecraft okay, but it can feel fi- kind of claustrophobic. Yes. To be yeah. mm-hmm. Locked down like that. Especially because yeah. when you go underground, you get lost. Yeah, I guess that's part of it, but I don't know. I don't want to be lost. Yeah, I don't like that. <laughs> yeah. Yes, even in this game, if I'm in one of the very deep mines trying to get like really valuable uh, minerals... If I go down, like, two or three levels, and something in my mind about knowing that I'm in this dark cave that, like, stretches off into where I can't see, like, it does make me feel weird if I'm playing the game late at night. I feel like games like this really hammer home how quickly I would die in a survival situation, (laughs) because I always am doing stuff. Dragon Quest Builders is better, because the landscape is more, like, landmarky, where Mm -hmm. you can kind of tell where you are. But I've played Minecraft so many times where I'll build an awesome base and then be like, oh, hold on, I need to get some sand, I need to go to the beach. And then I'll go to the beach and then be like, well, I have no fucking idea where the shelter I built was, I guess I'll have to start a new one. Oh, man. <laughs> and I'll end up building eight bases all around and I can't find any of them. I does think- Minecraft not have a map that becomes discoverable? Because Dragon Quest no, Builders does. Ugh. It does not. I Ugh. think you can craft a map that will fill out. Um, huh. really? But I don't know about if there's any ability to mark on it. I do know you can turn on in the options current coordinates. Um, and it'll show I mean, you, what, like, you write it down where my base is on paper? That's insane. Yeah, I mean, it uses, like, human-readable coordinates, like it's a, like a GPS-style real place, but, uh. Yeah, I don't know. That seems crazy to me. I already barely give a shit about Minecraft. Yeah. Mm. I really like, for Dragon Quest Builders, there's a storyline that you can mm-hmm. follow as much as you want, kind of. But if you follow it, you do unlock more things to build, which, of course, I want. Love that. I, like, I also like how it is folded into the world of the Dragon Quest games in such a way that you can really believe the idea that is put forth in the game that everyone who lives in this world is just an absolute idiot yeah. <laughs> who does not fucking know anything <laughs> Like, you go to save, quote-unquote, save all these different villages, and they're like, oh my gosh, you have to save me. We've all forgotten how to make tables. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the thing about this game. You're a builder, and you're, like, a chosen one, and there's very few builders who've ever existed. They know how to create. Monsters know how to destroy. The monsters are winning. People don't know how to do anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're just huddling in a corner like of a ruined stone wall with a campfire, and they're like, ah, oh, the snow keeps off me pretty good here. I guess I'm okay. <laughs> like, yeah. no, this is no way to live. <laughs> and you build the first bathroom, and then all yeah. of the villagers line up outside it because they haven't <laughs> shit in years. <laughs> I, I, it sort of, it sort of feels like something that they pulled from Minecraft when combining the two premises. Because mm-hmm. you encounter like villagers in that game, and they don't—they can't really do anything either. Yeah. You could give it them stuff; fu- they could be killed. That's about it. <laughs> it is very funny when you encounter a villager and you're like, "Oh, cool! I'm just going to take your house apart, though, <laughs> while yeah. you're in it." I want these they, they're chill about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, cool! Yeah. I haven't seen one of these. <laughs> you're demolishing it. Something I love in Dragon Quest Builders is, apart from the story, you are on an island where you can build whatever you want, and then going to do the story teaches you new methods, you get new materials, but also there's small islands you can travel to, they become unlockable as you proceed, where you can collect new materials, and those islands have a 
scavenger checklist where the first time you go there, you're like, oh, I, like I have pink flowers on my island, but I've never seen blue flowers before. You go and you find a blue flower, check it off. They're, they have tomatoes or whatever. You get that. So you find all these things. Some of them are quite hard to find, but you know they're on the island somewhere. And then when that's unlocked, you find like 12 things. You have infinite of something forever. So, like, infinite stone means you can build a castle with no worries on your island. You never have to worry about having enough stone for blocks. And I love that. That's yeah. such a good idea for a freeform building game. <clears throat> rules. Yeah. Although, oh, like, I don't know, the pressure of that home base island that is just going to be, like, your forever coming back to, <laughs> to try to make it perfect, yeah. that's kind of what turned me off to the game. Like, <laughs> Spent, you know, eight hours not even doing the plot, just trying to build a little village for my people, mm-hmm. and it looked like shit. And I was like, fuck, man. I can't <laughs> that- believe how much effort I put into this garbage, and it's not even good. <laughs> That's kind of what made me fall off the first time, I think. But since I've gotten back into it, um, I went to a, uh island that had a castle. I had to help them. That was a whole, you know, part of the game, hours and hours. When I came back, I brought back some people. They know how to build a castle now, and they wanted to build one, and they had a template for it. So they built this huge castle with all these empty rooms that I was in charge of turning into whatever I wanted, and I love that. That's exactly the right combination of freedom and restriction that I want. Those templates, I think, are the best thing about the Dragon Quest Builder games. Yes. So now I've got, like, a library and a spa inside my castle. It's very good. (laughs) You should play V Rising, Louisa. I might enjoy that. I don't know. Seeing the McElroys play it on YouTube, it does look pretty good, but it looks like there might be too much combat, maybe? I don't want to get stressed out with combat. The The nice thing about the combat is that when you die, you don't really lose anything, so you can just okay. keep trying until you win. It's, right. uh, it's I played a bit of it, and the only thing I've found that I don't really like is it's definitely like a mouse and keyboard type of game, mm, even though it, it doesn't that. feel like it has to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess because it's early access, they're not prioritizing controller optimization or whatever. I think because they very clearly want to make it feel like Diablo, yeah. and Diablo is is not really a controller game, although I guess they did a PlayStation version, but I don't even know how that works. Anyway. The controllers have so many buttons these days that, like, I don't know, I just don't want to have to move a cursor on the screen with a joystick. That sucks. Yeah. Uh, but Oh, man, I just discovered this past week that my Steam Deck, the paddles on the back, make it so that you can... I'm playing Octopath Traveler right now, and you can, like, advance the dialogue by pushing a back paddle so you can play it with one hand while you're, like, eating a sandwich or whatever. <laughs> jacking off to <laughs> You're the like, yeah, things. yeah, I need to help yeah. your village. Got it. <laughs> yeah, I'm jacking off to the, like, four-pixel <laughs> <laughs> professor man or whatever, yes. whoever I keep saying is so handsome. Yeah, there's, that, there's that one dancing girl, of course, so, you know. Oh, yeah, she sucks so much, I yeah, never put does. her in my party. I know, I, I hate her. <laughs> No, that was less a riff on you being a pervert and more a riff on anime games uh, advertising a one-handed mode. Is that a, well, I do think every game should have a one-handed mode, but not for jacking off, yeah. just for sandwiches. <laughs> they do it with like a kind of wink, uh, probably mostly as a joke, but I don't know. I mean, I remember when I was a kid playing through like Dragon Quest and thinking, I wish that I could be you know, eating my lunch while I'm reading this interminable dialogue. Mm. Yeah. You were really into uh, that Sigma grind set as a kid, so... 
I just wanted to get as much video game into my eyeballs as I possibly could. <laughs> Trying to yeah, optimize your path. <laughs> speed, <laughs> speed run video game and life. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I think that this is maybe a universal human experience, but it, it feels like once you really like something, you want to experience all of it. And when I was a kid, I definitely had the the mindset of like, I want to have played through every video game. Yeah. Mm. <clears throat> you don't want to miss out on anything. Yeah. And like now that sounds horrible to me. Yeah. <laughs> There's so many bad games out there that I just don't think I would ever want to play. But when I was a kid, there was one wall, not even like one, what do they call that? Like between the uprights of a, of a large store yeah like one wall section of video mm. games and it felt very achievable that i could play all of those yeah, yeah. and now yeah. that many games comes out every month yeah. every month Ugh. every day yeah. if you count the like well yeah i don't count barely the interactable the... mahjong simulators <laughs> yeah. or whatever the thousands of what if there was a horny elf in your computer <laughs> like standard asset rpgs that are dumped onto steam I would confidently say ga- as many games as you could see on the wall of a Toys R Us in the early 90s, that many good games come out per month now. Yeah, probably. Yeah, good, not great. Than as I, good like, as those games. Yeah, probably, yes, that's yeah. true. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's, like, the worst, cheapest, most garbage video game has more, like, playtime of a run-through than any Super Nintendo game ever. Yeah. That's probably true. I'm tr- I'm still very caught up on Jeff's describing a game that's a horny elf trapped in your computer, <laughs> because all I can think of is, I know this isn't the reference you were making, Jeff, but the only reference I can think that that was to is Elf on the Shelf. <laughs> that what we're talking about? No. Uh, okay. I thought you were going to suggest that you the only horny elf that lives in a computer you can think of is Cortana from Halo. Is she an elf? I mean, I don't know. I she's blue. What yeah, about that's a Navi from Legend of Zelda? That's a fairy. It's different than an elf. Oh, okay. It's important. Link is the horny elf in the Legend of Zelda yeah. game. Yeah, yeah, yeah except dare, he's not at all horny you. ever. He's not uh, even the least bit horny. You don't know that? That's what makes him so horny. <laughs> Uh, no, we do know that, because in the most recent game, Zelda's like, oh, I'm freaking out about the universe, and Luke's like, well, I just want to fight monsters, that's it. <laughs> I have no other thoughts. Oh, he's just so neither stupid. of them are horny in that scenario. Yeah. Mm. The horny one is Tingle. <laughs> yeah, it's obvious. Tingle's always the horny one. Ugh. Oh, God. So, what do we do on this show? Yay. Well, who knows? We go to the WikiHow suggested articles page and put a random word into the suggested articles list. So we can see a list of questions people have asked for articles about related to that word. And today's word is asset. A lot of questions about cassette tapes. I love that. You know, when I was uh, taking French in high school, I found out that um, in French, they would say, uh, they would would, uh, advertise cassette using the letter and number K and 7, because in French you pronounce that cassette. Oh, Oh, I see. Yeah, I love that. Like, K9 in English works, but... Why is cassette, uh, like a French It's a little, it's a tiny case. Yeah, I know, but why French? Mm. I don't know. It sounds classy? Who knows? Was it invented in France? I don't know anything about cassette tapes. Uh Uh-oh. I don't know anything about France. (laughs) 
except that like, there's a place it... there where the naked lady stands. Oh yeah, but you love that. Oh. You love that video game. <laughs> yeah. Why isn't it casito? I don't know. Spanish wasn't cool at the time. Or like case he may. Is that he <laughs> may is princess? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's a princess made of celluloid tape. Yeah, this <laughs> Tell is... me that's not a better name. You can't. This is Tape Chan, the little tiny <laughs> container of tape. Magnetic tape. Oh, uh, personified all over the internet. <laughs> Case Chan is a great character we've come up with. I'm storing all your tape on these. Storing all your tape on these rolls. Oni-chan? Is that older brother? The gross thing that you want uh, your anime girl to say? Isn't Oni a demon? Maybe Oni-chan. I don't remember. Yeah, demons are there too, probably. Is is the implication that all older siblings are demons? Because I would say yes! <laughs> Burn on Louisa! <laughs> A-O-S-A-B, that's what I always say. <clears throat> yep. <laughs> Jeff, you're, you're the oldest, right? Yeah. Of your siblings? I'm the older, because there's only two, so... Well, that's fine. Yeah. Um... Is this show just about me getting bullied by two older siblings? What? You like, just told me I was a demon, and you're going to yeah. say that this is me yeah. bullying this you? Is typical yes. younger sibling bias. <laughs> <laughs> Don't listen to his lies. Oh, man, that's what it says on my tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> that was just because you and Guy Pierce got drunk together and decided to get that tattoo. <laughs> you were Guy versus Threepwood. To figure out whether, remember whether it was Guy Pierce or Guy Fieri who was in Memento. I definitely thought Guy Montgomery for a minute. <laughs> I've been watching the New Zealand Taskmaster. Ah, <laughs> uh, that would be fun. That'd yeah. be fun. How do you remove a bike's cassette? What does that mean? Is it like a motorcycle? Or- I have no context. Do motorcycles have cassette players? Old Is- ones must have, right? I- Okay, here's a question. Yeah. People on motorcycles can listen to music by playing it very loud, but even then it must be very hard to hear. Right. Do they make, like, Bluetooth motorcycle helmets that have headphones in them? Probably. You can wear AirPods under one now. Oh, yeah, that's true. I'm just surprised that that hasn't been a thing where you, like, put on your motorcycle helmet and then plug it into the stereo on your motorcycle to listen to music. And then the motorcycle I mean, maybe says, it is. hello, Michael, and sends you on your mission for that evening. It's Knight Rider mm-hmm. 2. Oh, I see. I thought this was a reference to, um, oh, what is that Mystery Science Theater movie with the talking motorcycle? Warrior <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. of the Lost World! Yes! Princess <laughs> <Like> Gambada. <clears throat> yep. Uh, yeah, but what, <laughs> what... Remove Mike's cassette. Is that like part of its computer brain? No, I was thinking that it would. It was the like when the chain and gear mechanism has like a cover over it. Oh, that might that might be it. That, that makes more that, sense. That whole thing that would be can't a cassette, also be right? called a cassette, though, can it? I can't think of anything else on a bike that would be called a cassette, and that one seems aesthetically similar. Yeah, could that be why it's French? Because bikes were invented in France. I don't know if that's true, but. <laughs> <laughs> this doesn't really connect to any of the other things. And then, and, no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. And then they they started calling the thing the the two gears with the chain connecting them a cassette. And then when people invented magnetic tape cassettes, and they looked like that, they're like, oh, it's like the cassette on a bike. Oh, which came first, the cassette or the cassette? Yeah, oh, is man. that possible? It's that possible. seems like how words. <laughs> 
that's how words do happen sometimes, it feels like. Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> I think it would be much more fun and weird if they were both named that by different people who could not have known about the other coinage of the term. Mm-hmm. Just like when two people invented Professor X at the same time or whatever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I want them to be like the Doom Patrol of the X-Men. I want it to... Yes. Just... Damn, there is a lot of cassettes on here, huh? Yeah, it's all cassettes. I do think cassettes are very cool. Like, I way agree, cooler yeah. than CDs. As a concept or as a yeah. medium to use? No, I mean, obviously, in every practical way, CDs are better than, and, like, yeah. solid-state memory is better. But, like, there's something so cool about the idea of inventing a kind of paper that has magnetic filings on it that records a language that only computers can understand. I don't know. It's just so cool. I was always really intrigued by those tiny little um, answering machine cassettes. And how come we didn't use those for other things? Yes! Why? Yes. Yeah. They were able to store as much as a regular cassette. Why didn't we all switch over to those tiny ones? Different form factor. Yeah. But they're so cool. Uh, probably it's also lower quality if it's... Because, like, you don't... Yeah. There's a maximum amount of good that the phone can sound. I remember having one of those, like, voice recorder things when I was a teenager. Mm-hmm. That had yeah. one of those tiny cassettes in it. Man, I would pay any amount of money to hear the sh- dumb shit I recorded on that thing <laughs> 20 years ago. Oh, man. If only you were a kid today where every stupid thing you would have said into your yak back is posted permanently on the internet. Every mistake you've ever made is a part of your public brand now. <laughs> Which you have to have now, also. Yes. You're a brand, not just a being. Yeah. God, when I went to pick blueberries, there were two, like, I don't know, six-year-olds... Talking about how much they love Fortnite and playing Fortnite in the blueberry field while their mom was picking blueberries. It was the fucking worst. I'm like, you should be embarrassed, you little bastards. Of course they weren't. Ugh. There's a woman in my spin class who's like an old, older than me, certainly. She's, she and I are probably the two oldest people in my spin class. Uh-huh. Um, and she, every time in the middle of the hardest song, will pull out her phone and start filming herself riding in the class, including uh-huh. getting a bunch of people behind her, uh. like, in the shot who do not want to be there, be on, you know, Instagram or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just keep thinking, like, can't you just be miserable like the rest of us? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, no one wants to watch you working out. It's the worst. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like that's, like, an old person's understanding of TikTok, though, where you're like, oh, TikTok, this is where people post videos of them doing things. I can't just post a video of me doing nothing. Mm-hmm. But that's what TikTok actually is, is just doing nothing. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I used to follow some older co-workers on Instagram way back when, and I feel like there's a maybe a generational divide on posting something that isn't interesting, like, and I guess not even thinking that it should be. Because mm-hmm. they would post a lot of, like, uh friends over in their backyard, but they would post, like, po- they, you'd see part of the table where the meal was, so you couldn't really tell what they were eating, and then the phone camera would just sort of float around the yard a little bit, you could hear part of a conversation, but not see it, you didn't get to see any people or really focus on anything, and it's like, what, what did you make this video for, though? Just in no case answer. a Cloverfield happens. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh man, maybe you're part of an ARG, Louisa, and you didn't even know. <laughs> yeah, I, c- I did not find any clues in these terrible videos. <laughs> <laughs> That's the part of ARGs that they don't ever warn you about, is that if you try to start an ARG and just no one finds any of the clues, then you really wasted your time. <laughs> That's why developers always eventually are like, um, hey, did you guys ever check over here? And that's the saddest thing. Yes. <laughs> when you realize there's a secret no one found and they have to hint it to you. I, yep. I wonder if there's, like, any ARG for, like, a major movie <laughs> or game that just no one noticed and so they had to quietly yeah. later take it down. <laughs> I don't know. Sad. I do know that whenever I watch a TV show or play a video game and they reference a URL, I instantly go to that URL every time just to see what it's <laughs> like. You want to see a preview of next week's episode. Yes, exactly. Yep. They do reference, uh, again, sorry I keep talking about the New Zealand Taskmaster, it's just what I've been watching lately, um, but he does reference quite a few URLs, like uh, NZ uh, tapemeasureaccuracy.com at one point, I think, is one of them. And if you go to that URL, it's it's a very funny, fake tape measure site that references Taskmaster a lot, so that's very good. <laughs> I like that. Ah. <clears throat> uh. How to transfer assets from an UGMA? I, I'm sure UGMA stands for something, but that yeah, sounds like U- a... UGMA yeah. balls. Yeah, that sounds like someone's <laughs> trying to move at you, doesn't it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the other day I was talking to a co-worker and they said, uh, what did you do? It was like a person I have a good relationship with and I was going to make a joke. And they were like, oh, well, what did you do this weekend? And I said, oh, I went up to Nunya. <laughs> <laughs> and they didn't ask follow-up questions. Oh, no. I always dream of doing that. <laughs> this is what we were just talking about. This is your real-life ARG going wrong. I know. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> oh, I, I like to think they went home and their partner <clears throat> asked them how their day was, and they said, great, and they talked to you, and you went to Nunya. And their partner said, oh, like that joke, none of your business. And then they dropped their coffee mug because they just realized how bad you burned them. I do like that in your vision of the world, everyone is always holding a coffee mug waiting for the other shoe to fall. How else would they be surprised? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's the dream. Yeah. That's what, that's the Eden we're all striving for. A world where everyone is a Chaz Parliamentary and no one is a Kevin Spacey. Did yeah. you call him Chaz Parliamentary just now? <laughs> Chaz Parliamentary. I do like that as a pun. Mm-hmm. Okay. I I've named uh I've named a horse to be the new Chaz Parliamentarian. <laughs> Uh, a horse named Chaz would be a good senator. Yeah. A horse named Chaz would be a great movie title about a <laughs> horse who becomes senator. <laughs> Only if Owen Wilson is the voice of the the horse Chaz. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Yep. Ah, uh, flawless fantasy casting yet again. Hire us, cowards. The cowards <laughs> of Hollywood. <laughs> yeah. There are, there are two questions on here about how to depreciate assets. Why would you want to? Well, so... In case you're about to go usually... to prison for doing that? <laughs> <laughs> It's usually when you want to save memory, you try to find stuff that, like, isn't being used anymore. Oh, this is specifically computer stuff? Boring. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was cool. Like, uh, your, your, your 
uh, racehorse Chaz that you're trying to hide from the government. <laughs> oh no, he's worth t- he's worth more money dead than alive now. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Chaz. This is the dark ending to our cartoon. Oh man, with Owen Wilson as the voice of Chaz, the senator horse. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> anyway, the point is just to just delete assets, and then if people complain, put them back. Sure. There you go. Yeah, good advice. Thanks. Actionable. Yeah. Is that a... Is it, we're not supposed to do that, right? Tell people things that they will then go do? I mean, we can. And if they do it, that's their fault. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, why would you listen to us? Are you stupid? Yeah. Perfect. Uh, how to remove a stuck cassette from a car cassette deck? You're going to cut a potato in half, and you're going to jam that half <laughs> of the potato over the stuck cassette, and you're going to be able to pull it out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, you will have a potato stuck in your tape cassette after that, but... You didn't ask how to get that out of there. Yeah. Now to that's, get that, I could s- I could sell you this very exclusive special potato eating mouse. <laughs> <laughs> or you could just DIY and wait until the heat of your cassette player cooks that potato. Delicious. <laughs> and just lick the mashed potatoes uh-huh. out of your cassette player. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Gross. <laughs> When was the last time they made a car with a cassette player in it? Uh, ooh, good good question. question. I wonder if anybody still does for some reason we haven't thought of. Because I feel like, I think they still make aftermarket stereos with cassette players for people if they want to retrofit their vehicle to have an old interface or whatever. Yeah. But like, if you bought a, a new car and it had a cassette player in it, I think you'd be mad. <laughs> like you took up that much space with this shit that no one will ever use. Yeah. Yes. I kind of feel that way about CD players too now. Yeah. But I remember when I was first getting a car, having a CD player was the coolest thing your car could have. <laughs> yeah. So I still kind of want one. There's such weird technological advances. We've talked before about how glad I think we all are that we weren't, we didn't buy a car at the exact two years or whatever that they all had uh, GPS units like taking up dashboard oh, yes. or uh, what do you call that above the dashboard? Space. Anyway. That you didn't... Windshield. I guess so. Yeah. Windshield <laughs> space. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm really, really glad I don't have that. I just use my phone to navigate. <clears throat> yeah. Although, have you seen in Teslas they have like a whole fucking computer monitor? Ugh. No, I haven't seen that, of course. I think those have GPS. I mean, I guess my car ha- has the option to GPS through the car, but I don't. Yeah. Um, wh- when would you guess is the last year uh, that a car model was offered with a factory installed cassette player? I'm going to say 2005. I'm going to say it's a trick question yeah. and it's 2022. Uh, twenty the twenty ten. Uh, hmm. yeah, the there was a twenty ten Scion or something, but yeah, twenty eleven is the last year. Twenty ten Lexus. That's it. A Lexus. Well, that, that's like a fancy car. It's an old person's car for old people. Yeah, the I mean, ones who yeah. Would still be using cassette players. That's true. Okay. It was twenty ten. We were all really into cassette tapes again. Yeah, it was retro. The nineties were back or whatever. <laughs> uh-huh. What were those? Uh, pop clips or something. What were those little things where it was a tiny little computer chip and it would play one song really badly? Oh, if you plugged, yeah. If you plugged it into a special player. It was like a Game Boy cartridge or something. Yeah, it sounds super tinny. Why would you want that? Because you're a kid. Who was that for? Kids. Because you had no other way to listen to music in the 90s. 
Yeah, because we hadn't invented any, you know, CD players. <laughs> CD players would skip if you wanted to walk around with them. That's true. Man, Not that's true. the Walkman, Discman. The yeah. Discman did skip if yeah, you walk yeah, around with it. <laughs> well, I had a, I had a CD Walkman. Um, mm-hmm. It was, it, but it only would be able to buffer, like, I think 30 seconds of a CD, so I'd still have to keep it somewhere that it wouldn't get bumped around too much. I do remember walking around listening to CDs and, like, having to hold my CD player in one hand out in front of me. Yeah. Like, like a lantern. <laughs> yes. Mm. No, it's, that was, oh, it was boy. big pocket, big pocket times, baby. You get one with skip protection, toss it in one of your 12 pockets, and you're good to go. No, skip protection wasn't till later, though. <laughs> We, yeah, we had skips and we liked it. Yeah, my my uh, CD Walkman also supported MP3 files on a CD-ROM. Ooh, fancy! Yeah, so you could listen to like a hundred songs instead of just. Yeah, 10. I had one of those, and I remember <laughs> thinking it was the peak of technology. <laughs> we would never get better than that, and we never have. Nope. <laughs> I do now. Now I am thinking about in the future, you know, the ghosts of widows walking along the the shore looking for their dead sailor husband, and instead of holding a lantern, they're holding a CD player in front of them, yeah. listening to you know uh, Dave Matthews Band or whatever. They're holding their phone out in front of them with the light. Yep. Hey, it could happen. Commentary. True. I really that? liked it. Hmm? Sorry. Oh, I was just going to say, I really liked in, uh, this isn't too much of a spoiler, in Only Murders in the Building recently, they had our main characters go through a dark tunnel, and uh, Steve Martin's character had a little flashlight from his apartment, but then, of course, uh, Selena Gomez's character is just using the light of her phone like a young person would do. It's very good. Yeah, I. it's weird how that show often devolves into just like odd couple humor of like oh yeah she's young and they're old and mm-hmm. that's the whole humor of it um but it still has a compelling narrative yeah somehow i don't mind it because they managed to make jokes that are authentic for the opinions of an older person and a younger person like nobody's clearly wrong like yeah, on <clears throat> like on big bang theory or whatever <clears throat> there's nobody yeah. you're laughing at they're both kind of right yeah and both like, equally ridiculous a lot of the time. Yeah. <laughs> One of them can only tell lies. It's true. And it's Martin Short. Is is Martin Short the only likable character on that show? Have we talked about this? I think we talked- Which is weird, because as an actor, I find him quite unlikable, but exactly. I do love his character. <laughs> I think we talked about how uh, I watched one episode of that show and Steve Martin was the person I found most annoying, even though Martin Short is a way more annoying person. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I, it, it you go through a journey, I feel like, on that show where you realize that Martin Short is the only person who's not constantly lying to everyone they care about. <sighs> Damn shows, be better. <laughs> it's a good show. It's a great yeah, show. Yeah, it's a great show. Yeah, maybe I'll get to it. Just yeah, a, you should. You might like show, it if you though. just binge it real fast, Jeff. No, you can't binge things real fast. You have to binge them over the course of the time that it takes to watch the whole thing. It's terrible. One point five speed. No, I won't do that. I'm not a pervert. <laughs> uh, but you're not watching it over the course of eight weeks. You're watching it over the course of eight, eight less than eight hours, like seven hours, six hours. Oh, God, that's my whole <laughs> day right there. Just man versus B. This shit. <laughs> That was an hour and a half total. <laughs> yeah, but this this is a good thing 
that's good to watch. Now you do have me there. <laughs> yep. Uh, a lot of these are also about your like corporate assets, yeah. capitalizing your assets, and like maybe don't. Yeah, sell them. Just like I feel like once you get to a level where your accountant is telling you to do things that don't make logical sense, you should really evaluate whether it's worth it. You know, unless he's yeah, asking like, you to do something fun, like he's a party accountant who's offering you cocaine. Mm. Then you can. I mean, even then, you should really think long and hard about if you want to do cocaine with your accountant before you do it. I think <laughs> uh, I'm only giving advice to financial dudes from the '80s. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's your brand. Uh huh. <laughs> you're you're the trying to get that Mad Money slot now that Jim Cramer is canceled. I don't know if he's canceled. I'm assuming. He is. Yeah. That's uh, yeah. Everybody who's some kind of weird, uh, money-brained, in uh, famous person is. Probably right wing, right? They're certainly stupid. I mean, that's a type of right wing. That that's usually <laughs> goes hand in hand with being right wing. I, there's so many times that I see people talking online about you know the the environment or poor people starving to death or whatever, <laughs> and somebody comes in and they're like, mm, "Yeah, but how will we pay for it?" And it's like. Uh-huh. <laughs> you think that that's the smart thing? <coughs> you don't think that that's, like, everyone else is trying to get away from that conversation? Yeah, like, we let Jeff Bezos collect more money than we'll ever see in any of our lives, the people in this conversation, every single day, and, mm-hmm. like, society lets that happen. If society didn't let that happen, there'd be no worries about how to pay for something. Unfortunately, um, we are less than the sum of our parts, and our only strength is our ability to uh, never, ever organize. People but, are organizing more than ever now, though. Yeah, so. I know it rules. I'm happy our about real, it. Our real strength is our ability to radicalize ourselves and overthrow the system. Exactly. Is it? I don't know if that's we my strength. To, we just have to do it. Oh, I didn't mean me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See, that's the key right there. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody else uh, should do this. Yeah. <sighs> I mean, but, that, uh, that's why we have societies, because we had a bunch of stuff where we were like, God, somebody else should do this. And then we made society, and then we had people stop doing all those things. Yeah, it, it takes is, one generation for people to forget things. It is very incredible that for everything that you don't want to do, there's somebody in the world who's like, eh, I don't mind doing that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, that's kind of the beauty of humanity, you know? Yeah, we live in a society, etc. Yeah. <laughs> Unir- we live we in a society, unironic. <laughs> <laughs> huh. But how and do you... Finally... Oh, how do you care for a basset hound, though? Uh, give them some treats, they like that. Play a There's harmonica. also how to train basset hounds on here. Mm-hmm. Are they unique among dogs? <laughs> uh, you might need to vacuum crumbs out of their weird skin folds, I guess. <laughs> Could you reward basset hounds by just giving them good smells? Oh, yeah. So because they stand around all day smelling blood, and that's not a good smell. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, maybe they like it. I guess you'd have to figure out Ew. what they like, and they seem to really like smelling bad smells. Yeah, dogs love bad smells. That's their favorite. <laughs> Why? Why is that? Because <laughs> they're mm, sick. Dogs are weird. Yeah, they're all perverts. <laughs> <laughs> they're all smell weirdos. That's true. true. Are we done? And finally, oh yeah. What? No, go ahead. And, and finally, how to hook up a cassette player to a CD player? <laughs> I love this. Yeah, you, you want to bootleg the, all of them. The aux input from one into the other, and the other one into that one. Exactly. <laughs> See what happens. The thing is, that thing that makes it so you can put a 
CD player into a cassette player mm-hmm. is like maybe the most impressive item of technology I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> and that's pretty great. I love those. I remember when I went to buy one the first time, I was like, oh man, I really want to listen to CDs in my shitty car that I bought when I was 17. Mm-hmm. And I want to be able to p- plug it into the cassette player, but surely that adapter will cost hundreds of dollars. Mm-hmm. And I went to the dollar store and they had them there. You could probably wire your own up if you had an old tape and a soldering iron. I imagine they're just so easy to mass produce. I just, I want to know how the, like, I, I just want to know how the, the metal, like, head roller in the adapter that connects to the magnetic reader in your cassette player. It's like writing the sound to those heads as it comes in. It's just incredible. I don't know. Maybe I'm the only person who gives a shit, but I've always <laughs> thought that that was like such a cool, simple, genius piece of technology. No, I, I don't think I've ever thought about it before now. And now I'm uh, perplexed and I want to know how it works. Yeah, I mean, the th- it's one of those things that I've looked up how it works a hundred times and i still don't understand it and i love that exciting but i do love the idea of of wanting to go the other way i've got a cd player in my car how do i hook up a cassette player to it (laughs) yeah i want to get that warm sound (laughs) you have to get an analog cd that has a wire you plug into it (laughs) is there something like that though is there a cd shaped thing with a wire that'll come out that'll <laughs> plug into stuff. Like, I mean, that's what this, the cassette adapters are. No, I think mm. it's, uh, I think it's cause CDs are digital. Uh, you'd have to be doing too much computing work to convert the analog signal of the magnet. I'm thinking about the thing that spins the CD and then that wire getting all twisted up and just <laughs> destroying your car. Spaghetti, <laughs> turning your thing into a spaghetti plate. <laughs> I actually forgot that uh, the, that there's no stationary part of a CD like there is a cassette. Yeah. <laughs> Good times. All right. Well, if you like this show, please rate and review us on iTunes or your podcatcher of choice. And please let your friends know about the show so we can continue to grow. Um, if you want to get in touch with us, you can find us on Twitter at HackTheNetPod. Or you can talk to us in the Discord. I've been getting lots of messages from fans in the Discord lately, and it's great. I love to chat with folks, so... Uh, if you want to join our Discord, you just need to send us a message on Mastodon. I'm at Matt Heron at Mastodon.online. I'm also available online, but I will never tell you where unless you can find out in the world all the clues I've hidden. This is yeah, the start Jeff's of my ARG. ARG. <laughs> the, Jeff is doing the flip side of what we were talking about earlier, where you announce an ARG, but then never bother to put any clues anywhere. Mm. <laughs> I did, towards the beginning of Creepypodsta, set up for an ARG, but didn't make it go anywhere because the show never got popular. <laughs> yeah. There's going to be fan theories about that in 20 years. Like, oh, he definitely set this up and no one ever solved it. I think some people did solve it. Oh, okay. <laughs> well then. I just didn't put a second I, step where I sent them more clues. I I do like the idea. I mean, it's sort of like running a D&D game where sometimes you'll run a game and then somebody comes up with a theory of what's going on and you're like, oh shit, that's better than what I wrote. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that is what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> or if you're like making a Star Wars movie. <laughs> anyway, you can talk to me online at louisa at mastodon.xyz. All right. 
Thanks, everyone, for listening to the show. Please come back next week. In the meantime, though, don't forget that if it's not Matt, it's not worth it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, I like it. I'm the best around! Thank you.